Welcome to Hearts and Minds. My name is Catherine McMahon and I'm joined here with Maura Cassidy. Today we're going to be talking about Opus Day Part 2. Uh, the reason being is that we did the first podcast, which was Opus Day Part 1, but we felt we couldn't explain everything in one podcast. We decided to split it up in two. That's it. So, um, well, this is all about what Opus Day does for you in your life. Like yeah, the kind of the, the practical application, practical because I think things. the last one was... Kind of theoretical. Well, foundation and why and History. what is it and all that kind of thing. So um, I suppose when you think about your spiritual life, for some people, I would think that it can sound and feel a bit like an experiment, you know, um, a bit of this and a bit of that and um, are all intense. You know, one moment you do a great retreat and you're on a high and or you have a great conversation or a confession or a moment of, wow, great. scales fall away from your eyes and... And you think, you know, my, my life has changed and then nothing happens. Nothing. You know? Or it lasts for about a month and a half or two. Like a you can get a high. good, yeah, like going on a pilgrimage to a foreign country, let's say, you can get a real good boost that could keep you going. Exactly. And I'm not undermining these conversions at all. I yeah. Think they're great. No, totally. But yeah, I yeah. suppose, um, I think sometimes what's kind of be missing is the fact that it's, well, what do I do now? Or how can my spiritual life, I suppose, um, be more than an experiment or an experience, mm-hmm. you know, is... And I think what Opus Dei does for a lot of people is it makes the spiritual life adaptable to your circumstances. It makes it doable and it makes it approachable. You know, um, you don't turn into something different. You stay who you are. Now, as boring as you may think that sounds, that's actually great Mm -hmm. because it means that you're being authentic. Um, And I think as well as the whole idea of just enjoying the process you know, enjoying your faith, you know, it's not about just get all this done. And at the end of your life, you present, you know, a big gift to God and say, here, this is what I've done. Mm. It's, it's a relationship ultimately, mm. you know, it's about you and him and the fun you have, the crack you have, the things you do wrong, the oopsie whoopsie moments, maybe the bold things you do that you need to ask for forgiveness for, the depth, the pain, the suffering, the tears, the laughs. Um, and I think that's the great thing, I think, about Opus Day for me and I think for many others is to discover the excitement of the adventure of your spiritual life. Yeah. That is very personal. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, you know, there's a safety net there. The safety net is the fact that, you know, you discover the love of somebody, Christ, who is your inspiration and who's your focus. And it's, you know, and that's, that's a big, a huge part of it, you know. And mm-hmm. then the constancy of this, you know, there's a constancy of, um, of, of a sense of a long distance run. You know, there's a great reliability in, I think, the framework that Opus Dei offers many people. And the framework really is... You know, it's prayer, it's the sacraments, the Eucharist and holy and, and and confession above all. And it's the regular classes or workshops of faith formation that you can, you know, you can access, you can attend. Uh, you obviously have to make time for all that, which for me was a, a bit of a game changer. You know, mm. that needs time. And it, it, but it also gives you a great focus, you know, mm. because in the middle of it all, when you're, you know, you're growing in your spiritual life, you're also focusing on what's important to you, mm. you know. And for most of us who are out there doing our thing, it's our work, you know, it's our relationships. Um, and it's a discovery, I think, for a lot of people of what the church really is, as opposed to what people think it is. Um, so and it's, it's more real in your life. Exactly. Basically. And you take away sort of the stuff that, well, that's actually not true. Mm. Or, well, yeah, people did make mistakes, but this is Jesus's church. So what is mm. it? Why did he do this? What does it look like for him? So many saints, so yeah. much great things. And it, it personalizes it for you. Exactly. I also think it's helpful that it's not going, as you said, it's the, the marathon kind of metaphor. 
it's not going from, you know, that you run out the door and you go for your 10K. Like it is gradual in a sense yes, of that's really when, important, when yeah. you do uh, 10 things uh, or from Opus Day and things like that, that it's not kind of like all of a sudden you have to do, you know, like 10 workshops and whatever. It's like it's it's always adapted to your to your needs and, and, and whatever you, whatever is your circumstance. Uh, yeah. Um, so and I true. think that's very helpful because, um, because sometimes we can think, we can think we, we, that it's, it's too much for us, you know, and maybe there should be an ideal moment, you know, when, when I'm finished with this job or when I'm finished with the kids or, you know, different stages in our life that are far more demanding that Opus Dei, adapts to that. It's not kind of like, oh, you know, you have to be in an ideal Zen sort of feeling of attending multiple things. Or I'm not only saying attending, but just reaching for holiness. You know? Yeah. And it, I think it's, it, maybe it's the perfectionism of the world we live in at the moment, or there's a sense of there must be a perfect moment, or there must be a perfect space I need to get to. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just discovering the golden moments, the power of the moments of every day, yeah. you know, as you say. And, and I think you're, you're very much part of that process of thinking, well, what works for me right now? You know, and and that's why it's very personal. You know, um, and that's a really important part of it. You know, the other I think, thing I think, yeah, sorry, the other thing I think as well is just not putting God in brackets. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe it's an Irish thing, and and we're coming up to November and All Souls, but it's just the whole thing of you know we think well, you know, when I'm dying, or then I then I'll give God time, or you know, I don't really need my faith right now. You know, things are going well for me, or it just doesn't suit me right now. Or we may tend to think of it a bit like a luxury, you know, that I, I you know I, I can't really afford. Whereas I'd say that well, God. Um, I, I've learned through Opus Dei really is, is learning how to pray. And, and that's a really important part of putting God into your life. Mm. Because um, before I joined the work, Opus Dei is, uh, you know, I used to say prayers, you know, mm. and I, I think a lot of people were the same. And now I talk with God, I share things with him. I try to find consolation in my prayer. I try to, I suppose, identify, see how prayer has changed me. It's actually quite nice. You know, mm. people notice you're kind of, God, you're nicer. You tend to your siblings who say things like <laughs> yeah, that to you. Actually, yeah. oh, you've changed. Yeah. And you go, you get all defensive about or it. Or they, they're even happy that they said, you haven't changed at all. <laughs> as, as if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, I know I have a good friend of mine. Um, you know, she was considering if she had a vocation to upstairs or not. And she thought, no, no, I'm just, I'm too fiery. I'm too, I'm too kind of original. And she, she met somebody about stay and she saw her having a bad hair day, basically. And I think losing it, it with somebody, and she thought, okay, her. yeah, she thought that, that's okay. I, I could actually, I could actually do this, you mm-hmm. know. I, you know, it's not for the perfect. It's people who are just journeying, yeah, like yeah. you and me, and we all come with our little, you know, bag of tricks. How good or indifferent they are, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're gods, they're ours. But um, but I suppose that whole thing of praying, I think, is is really nice because you do you do see how small things maybe you know one hopes one, but you, you tend to complain less. You know, mm. potentially listen more, try to understand others more. Um, and yeah, this so it's like bringing God into your everyday life. I know that sounds kind of like the cliche example yeah. or whatever, but it's not about attending more things or going to the church more, or, you know, yeah, just hanging on to the spiritual life as if it's kind of a part in, a, in the physical environs of the church. Yes. But bringing God into, you know, your car or your kitchen or your... Office. Everywhere you are. Yeah, yeah. and that, that it, it, because of that, there's a connection. There's a real connection between your personality and who you are and God. It's not the perfect, you know, Christmas Eve mass that you, you know, you're all dolled up and beautiful and it's kind of your perfect self. No, it's, it's, it's in those meetings or... 
It's know. all, it's everything, all mm-hmm. encompassing. And that's helpful. Yeah. It is. And and Jesus is kind of happy in that. Mm. Um, I think the other thing which I think St. Jose Maria has, you know, spoke a lot about um, in his writings was the whole thing of the importance of the Gospels. Mm. And again, I don't know, again, if it's the Gospel wasn't something I did, and certainly maybe other people I know, wasn't something you tended to pray with. You heard it on Sunday and that was it. Yeah, certainly when you grew up, you, you didn't really, I mean, you might have had that children's Bible, you know, with the giraffes, <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah. it is, and you read it. And, but you didn't really go near not at all the Bible Bible. like No, yeah, yeah. you thought, maybe thought, I don't know if you thought it was a Protestant thing, but it was just not something you did. Yeah, I don't just, know if I even did drill down You kind of w- went more for the lives of the saints. Yeah. And devotionals. And you know, prayers kind of, yeah. and you were told to be a good girl and don't be bold things and mm. don't do things like that. But anyway, Anyway, I have to say, learning how to read and pray with the gospel was a big, you know, a big game changer for, for me, mm. you know, and that you can just pick it up. And, you know, St. Joseph Marie used to say this idea of just try to be one more character in the scene. You know, so it's kind of cool. You can kind of think, well, today I'm going to be Mary Magdalene or today I'm going to be Peter. And what does that look like? Or And um, and I think even just that approach, you know, not overcomplicating that, you know, mm. you didn't feel it should be a biblical scholar to do it. You know, obviously there's bits that are a little bit more, I'm not sure what Jesus meant there so you might ask somebody but more than anything a lot of the gospel is very accessible mm. and um and it's that's very much I think opus day that kind of thing of just do it like you know yeah. do it as you are do it in your sitting room do it in your 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 bedroom do it in your tv room or yeah. whatever um and don't theorize it you know just make it work for you and um and then the idea, I suppose, also with, that we pray because we know we're precious in God's eyes. And I, I, I think, I, I, you know, I didn't ever rethink that. I'd be afraid to admit it. But that's a big, that's a big deal. You know, it's God's presence within us that actually inspires that awareness, that mm. God is in you, you know. And, and when not you're, to beat yourself up about small things or even big things. You know, I, I think that certainly is uh, encouraged, you could say. That idea of just beginning and beginning again, you know, and yes. the idea of yeah, yeah. understanding that confession is there for a reason. It's not there for like, you know, those extraordinary moments. It's there for those moments where you're kind of feeling, do you know what? I need a it's bit a of a little boost. bit uphill now, you yeah. know. Or you just need a bit of light. You've got yeah, it all mixed that's up. That's it, a bit of a boost. Um, and all of that gives you just great serenity. You're not kind of wondering I'm in the right place. You know, am I, am I where I should be in life or all that kind of thing or living with regrets? Mm-hmm. You kind of, you dump all the, the nasty or the bad stuff along the way you know, through confession of saying sorry. And you, and you also just know you're accompanied by Jesus. There's nothing mm. extraordinary about it. It's just the nature of life is is okay. It's good. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing as well is the whole thing of faith formation. You know, um, Opus Dei helps a lot of people to realize that your faith formation needs breathing space. Right. You know, it's it needs time. You know, you need to be intentional about it in terms of giving time to read the gospel or read a spiritual book or to pray. The catechism. The catechism yeah, would be yeah. a big one, you know, mm. or read the Pope's latest encyclical. You mm. know, just because it uses a big word like encyclical and we don't use it anywhere else <laughs> yeah, going, doesn't mean Ooh. it's incomprehensible. Mm. It's on the Vatican website. It's easy to get. Yeah. Um, and it, when you read them, actually, you're kind of going, gee, this, this is seriously okay. accessible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think, I suppose that's and making time for that, and I think that whole thing of constancy, you know, a bit like meals, you know, mm. you know, if, if, you, if you skip a meal, you notice it, or if you eat junk, you notice it, you mm. know, um, you know, pre-COVID, during COVID, post-COVID, you probably had loads of different approaches to diets or meals, and mm. when works for us and when doesn't. But I think in the spiritual life, it's no different. That the mm. constancy is really important, and and as human beings, we need to respect that. So what I actually think Opus Dei helps a lot of people with is trying to find that constancy in terms of, you know 
know, the regular points in the day when you try to connect with your faith, whether it's your own prayer or the sacraments or whatever. And then also just the regular input that you get through workshops or classes that Opus Day provides for people. Mm-hmm. And the lovely thing about that too is, is they tend to be sort of adapted to your needs. So, you know, for example, I go to a circle every week and a circle, what that actually means is that it's the topics repeat themselves, not to be boring, but because they repeat yeah, themselves. Yeah, kind of, what is there? I can't Meat remember, and potatoes. Topics no idea. I have yeah, no idea. But I suppose they top they, they touch on these topics which are perennial, you know, mm-hmm. everything from the mass to Mary to the virtue of humility, sincerity to love of the church to Holy Spirit. And they and, and I suppose you get an opportunity each week because it's weekly, mm. you know, in my case, some people it's fortnightly, some people it's monthly, it depends on your situation. Yeah. It means you get an opportunity to if somebody very generously has prepared that talk. So you get an opportunity yeah. to listen and it's applied to your circumstances. So in my case, I'm single for somebody else, she's married with you know, busy household, somebody else or, you know, pressurized professional, somebody else mm. or a granny. It's all different. Mm. But that's prepared with examples that are related to your yeah. situation. And and you get a chance to pray about that. Go, I wonder what sincerity or humility looks like for me. Like, am I a truthful person? Do I value the truth? Am I a bit of a flatterer? <laughs> you know, do I tend to ramble on? Do I exaggerate? <laughs> okay. you know, there's a whole series of possibilities there. And then you can actually take the saints and, you know, Pope Francis <clears throat> loathes to say on that topic, by the way. Yeah. Or you can, you know, take up St. Teresa Marie's book or St. Augustine or, you know, St. Teresa of Azure, you know, the, the, the sky's the limit and who can give you inspiration there. And then you get to apply it. And that's, I think, where the whole thing of um, spiritual guidance comes in, you know. Um, and spiritual guidance for me is, is it's, 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 it's a kind of a gentle touch, you know. Mm. It's, it's somebody who understands your situation, who obviously well, has faith, understands what you're trying to do, has, it's an art, you know, um, and also it's a bit like, I feel probably really bad example, but anyway, let's go with it. Like somebody who's sort of like a driving instructor, but for the spiritual life. So in that sense, they're not going to take over the, the, the the wheel, you know, they're going to sort of left here, right here. And sometimes, you know, it could be like a GPS that says turn right. And then it says rerouting. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's even better. Sorry. Forget my example. (laughs) GPS. Love it. Yeah. That's it. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's really, really good. Yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah, actually, that's really good. Yeah, that's that's it. That's really what it is. Because so it's, it's direction of holiness. So it's, I, I think the spiritual guidance is, it's, it's somebody who asks you questions that will help you reach or help you think about yeah. things, but not give you the answers. Yeah. And I think if you go to spiritual direction or guidance, it can be explained either way, uh, and you go for answers, it's better that you just find them yourselves because yeah. you'll only make them your own when when you've actually reached the answer, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's really, that's, yeah, that's, that's it really. Um, and you're, you're saying you're trying to discover God's take on things, you know, and, um, and that God's good is often different to ours, you know, even though we're well-intentioned, but that's fine. That's all yeah. part of, as you say, the speed bumps, the rerouting, like God has yeah. already all that factored in. Now I that we're continuing with that <laughs> yeah. No, I was, I was thinking, because you were talking about that idea of the meal kind of as a comparison about Opus Dei. Sometimes if I was trying to explain it to somebody, sometimes I, I use the imagery of a petrol station, okay. you know, like everybody has their own car and their own journey. 
And up a stairs, like the petrol station, you just mm-hmm. go in, you fill your tank and it gives you the energy, the spiritual energy to just keep on going. Yeah. But you have your journey and you have your car, whether yeah. it's a Lada or whether, or a it's, a, or whether it's a Porsche, <laughs> very few have a Porsche. But, you know, um, and that's helpful, you know. Yeah. Um, and if you need an NCT sometimes, I could extend this back <laughs> forever. <laughs> no, you know, it, it, it helps, you know. Yeah, and and I, so it's not something they're kind of continuously accompanying you or cushioning you or scaffolding you, I think that's helpful. You know, you are your own person and you have your own life and your own challenges. And Opusay respects that Mm -hmm. and at the same time gives you the spiritual energy you need to live out your holiness in your day-to-day. Yeah, Yeah. no, I think that's really valid. And I think even on that, like the whole idea of... You know, I think it also has helped me and I know many others. It gives you permission to press reset. You know, sometimes we find it hard to go, mm-hmm. oh, there's a speed bump going on in your analogy or I'm being rerouted or what's, why, what's happening? Why is God allowing this to happen to me? Yeah. And I think it's knowing that that's okay. Like yeah. it's all part of the journey and it's not linear. Nothing yeah. about life is linear. And and even things like our own motivations, you know, we can have mixed motivations about things. You know, we can easily deceive ourselves or justify our bad behavior. Um, and I think formation really has helps, you know, to be sincere with yourself and go, okay, well, why are you so annoyed about that? Yeah. You know, is that really hitting the point? Is that that what's that about? You know, if somebody or is annoys it about you. Something else? Yeah, yeah, or is it something? You know, not being afraid to call things by their name and to call ourselves out on things. And and that's not that's actually the that's actually a real grace. That's yeah. a real light from God, you know, to to realize, admit, oops, oopsie, I was wrong, or ask forgiveness or start again. And one of the things that's helpful, I think, for some people is that in Opestay, nothing is public. You know? Oh, well, that's very true. So well, let's say, yeah. for example, like there's no kind of like, I hate to use the word like an AA sort of yeah. like. Or public kind of, sharing. Kind yeah, of public sharing kind of like, it's very private in that realm of people's lives in, in a respectful sort of way because, you know, you have your conscience mm. and um, and in that sort of element of you have your spiritual guidance, could be with the lay person and, um, and or a priest. And you discuss those in the realm of that, you yeah. know, and they in themselves respect that, yeah, you know. No. And I think that's helpful because for some, there's there's a there's a trend out there, and I've no criticism against it at all of kind of, you know, sharing. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's great if it helps, but sometimes you can think that I don't know. For for some people, it can be hard and it, fair yeah. enough. You know, I, I don't think I'd ever do it. Well, I, it wouldn't work for me at all. Yeah. I find it hard to but I think some people, but yeah, some people they, obviously they, are tremendous. Yeah, and they the love it, which is great. They have no mm. problem with that. I think it also takes the emphasis off the audience and it puts the emphasis on your relationship with, with, with our Lord yeah. and, and trying to get to the bottom of things and or just, you know, say things as they are, which mm-hmm. is nice mm-hmm. to know you have that sort of confidentiality, I suppose, there, which yeah. I think is critical. Um, I think as well, it sometimes helps to remind ourselves that I don't want to sound negative but I, I, I yeah I suppose just that idea that we have a bit of a spiritual birthmark and it's called original sin so it doesn't mean we find it hard to do good and I think I have to say Opus Dei has helped me to be comfortable with that that um, mm. I'm not perfect and I do make mistakes and part of being a human being as you I think mentioned earlier on is knowing how to fall and knowing how to get up again yeah. and not to see that as something unusual that it's all you know you, you'll fall more than you'll get up mm-hmm. but you make progress and that's what God expects of us and for us and that's why he's given us the sacraments because they're like you know bombshells of, of grace mm. God's life in us mm. that just beam us up and you, you just can't I think what happens is 
because I've learned to really appreciate the sacraments through Opus Day is that yeah. sense of, wow, like God really wants to accompany me. Like, mm. And I think sometimes we forget just how much grace does for us, you know. Um, I think COVID has really helped people. Yeah, I think so. I think, when, when, when you haven't had it and then you return, you go, God, if I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't aim for holiness if I didn't have the sacraments. It would yeah. be a no-brainer. I just couldn't do it. And yeah, yeah, it's helpful sometimes. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And I think it also helps you then not to shy away from difficulties, you know, because difficulties are part of life, but they do disconcert us. Let's be honest. It's mm. all very well to say, well, get on with it now and man up. But the truth is you get, there's a bit of a sinking feeling in your stomach when there's difficulties, you know, they're bigger or whatever. And a lot of good things don't get done because they require effort. But I think formation helps you to realize, I suppose, get comfortable being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, realizing to grow in a virtue. If it's your faith, you need to take steps when you don't have the answers. Mm. You need to trust God when you don't understand. You need to know if you love me, Lord, you wouldn't want something bad. So if you want me to do this, I will do it. Or you do things for your loved ones. You realize the motivation. You you tend to be more focused on loving others, mm. I think, because um, it's, the, it's the other side of the coin, isn't it, of your Christian faith. One side is love of God and the other side is love of others. And it also gives you the confidence of being in, when you when you do receive formation, doctrinal and spiritual, it it, it gives you the confidence to be in places that are, that are adverse. Not that you want to be yeah. kind of like throwing yourself into the lion's den or whatever yes. like that. But, but I think Opus Dei does encourage that element of do not be afraid to be in the very centre of life yeah. and of society and of whatever's because you have the muscle, the spiritual muscle yeah, power yeah, yeah, yeah. to withstand yeah. adverse conditions, yeah. you know. Well, it's very, it's, it, your faith should lead you to out, outward focus. Yeah. And I think that old missionary approach, you know, but in the sense of, I think, I would see it this way is that seeing Christ and people around you, you know, and and, and specifically people don't share your faith. Mm-hmm. Like we all work with a whole variety of people. And I think, you know, that's not a, that's not a difficulty or a challenge. That's mm. like that person is a child of God. And obviously their choice of faith is their own conscience, you know, and, yeah. and you'd hope that the way you live your faith makes you a better person. And if it doesn't, there's something wrong with it. You know, your faith should make you more attractive. If you become more insular or cranky or whatever, well, something missing, you know. Yeah. So I think that's it. And each person has the image of God in them. And I think it's really important to identify that and to, to, to relish it. And you also know? You, it, a person who does not, who thinks very, very differently to you can actually uh, help you grow in your faith. Yeah. Like it's not something, oh, she's, she's different to me or she thinks very differently and, and I have to defend my faith. I mean, maybe in the context of a certain topic or whatever, but to actually see that element of there's so many different types of people that they're, they contribute to your Flourishment, of course, you know, and I think that's very helpful. Yeah. yeah, and I think as well is that rather than you know see it as oh you don't agree is oh, why do you think that way? Mm. You know, because there's usually pretty valid reasons why people think the way they do. Sometimes it's because maybe people who have faith haven't been the best example, or because they've they've never explored the topic. Yeah, you know, and as you say, it's 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 a great way also of just growing ourselves. You know, um, I think as well. Um, yeah, I suppose Opus Day is really a bit like a motorway, you know, going back to your <laughs> driving <laughs> analogy. <laughs> Pretty much any vehicle can has its place and anybody can fit in because um, you're not, Opus Day respects your individuality. You're not going to be somebody else. You're just going to be yourself mm-hmm. and a better version of that. So just be yourself. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and connect with that. 
that's really what it's about. Yeah. So I hope, I mean, we're going to wrap up now, but um, I mean, we could have gone down to brass tax, brass tax, but I think in a sense, it's more the application of how that plays out in your everyday life. And I think um, also just to say is, you know, a lot of people get in touch with Opus Day now just online, obviously. Yeah. You know, there's Opus Day website um, and you find whatever. Yeah, and you, you contact, contact there. there and, you know, yeah. it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, so basically that's it. So thanks very much for listening. And, um, and if you have any suggestions about other podcasts that you think would be helpful for us to do, just drop us a line, you know, send us an email or text us or whatever, and we're delighted to help. Um, and looking forward to hearing or hoping that we can give you another podcast in about two weeks time. 